0: Hi everybody 780-6868 if you want to phone and talk to Mike O'Shea who's right here or text a question and we're getting lots of texts coming in this first one kind of is a good way to start I think he says hey coach great win yesterday I have no problem with the team leaving me on the edge of my seat (laughs) although that's a lot easier to say after a win you feel the same way
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that Texture is not my mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, she,
1: she doesn't like it like that. She's gets a little uh, nervous. It was all. Uh, it was never in doubt. Were you nervous? No. No. <laughs> no. Do you ever get nervous during a game? Uh, no.
0: No. Anxious? Actually, I felt
1: no. very comfortable that that uh, game. I, you know, I didn't like the 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 giveaways. Mm-hmm. You know, but I didn't think there was ever a point where we weren't in the game. You know, it didn't result in, like, a catastrophic failure, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I judge games a little differently, I think, than the fans. For me, it was a sensational game because it was close. It was back and forth. It was played in challenging conditions, very challenging conditions, uh, that I I think the athletes sort of arose above the cold and the wind and everything else and gave us a great performance. And then right down to the wire, they took the lead. You came back, took the lead. They took the lead again. You took the lead again. And it was just it's a game I'll long remember. How do you see it? Oh,
1: (laughs) it was cold. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, I I I don't know. I, I don't besides some of those giveaways, once again, I don't that was uncharacteristic of us. I really feel that way, yeah. and I. But I still didn't feel like we were um, not in the game. I don't. I never thought that we weren't in control of the game, which is kind of interesting. And settling, like going in at halftime, I, there was not. Uh, there was not a point where I was, you know, squeezing the, the stick too tight, or mm-hmm. and I didn't think our players were either. I just thought it was a little goofy the way things
0: worked out. The two early turnovers, which cost you basically two touchdowns, you should have been up fourteen nothing. Do you start to think you know we can't have too much more of that because opportunities you know don't come along every every quarter like that? Well, I thought we were moving the ball. You yeah. know, we we had a blocked punt which gave us good field position, but
1: I thought we we drove the ball down pretty good in that that first drive that ended in a interception in the back of the end zone. Um, yes, there comes a point in time where. The, the clock's going to work against you and one of those giveaways is going to work against you. So we had five uh, going into halftime and I thought we can't have many more we end up with six. <laughs> so if we ended up with the way the game went, I guess if we ended up with seven, uh, it might have turned out different.
0: Yeah. Have you ever played in a game with six turnovers that you won? I bet you can't well, it remember Well, it wasn't the six. It's the
1: turnover margin, right? So we ended up taking the ball away a couple times. Yeah. So, and if you include the the blocked punt, which because it crossed the line of scrimmage, it's it's not a fumble. Yeah. Um, but they really didn't net much on that. So, if, you know, they're really plus three if you look at it that way, plus four in the stat line, plus three possibly, if you look at it uh, with the blocked punt. And, no, no. Uh, you know minus minus four, I don't know that we've ever i've ever been a part of a team that won at minus four yeah
0: well, that's a testament to your team though isn't it
1: really well, I, yeah, and if you narrow it down, I tell you what the the defense they must have been outstanding, mm-hmm. you know to weather that storm and
0: keep us in it, sure um Hi, Coach. Congratulations on a gutsy victory. I have two questions. Will you will your message to your receivers this week to be to hang on to the ball as if it's their firstborn? Well, I won't use that
1: one, but uh, they they understand. They they've seen the pictures. They feel the pain when they when they let one go, and they revert back to the coaching points that that Kevin Burgoyne and and Buck and I give them all the time. So they'll. Uh, They'll be fresh in their mind for sure, and and Hamilton will be going after the ball the same way Saskatchewan did. They'll be they'll understand that winning the turnover battle will be will be a big key to winning the game.
0: But at this point in the year, ball security is not something you have to preach, is it? I mean, everybody knows about that. No,
1: you maybe show them some different pictures and try and give them a different way to think about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the second question from this texture: are you concerned by the command center's blatant inability to see the tip of the football touching the ground on the Duke Williams catch in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter? Ooh, baby. That's a tough one. I don't know that I can really talk about that. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think it might not be in your best interest to talk it about that? It might not be in my wallet's best interest. Okay. It's funny. Well, I'll weigh in a little bit. I. You go right ahead, Bob. They're Doug, not going to find you. Well, no, no. I know. Doug and I saw three or four replays, and and we couldn't make up our minds. Now we didn't see one that was clear cut with the ball hitting the ground, but I understand there is one out there. <laughs> so that that's the way I'll weigh in. But uh, would you want to leave it at that? Is that? that? Yeah, I'm going to choose not to comment okay. on it. I I I think they. It's not
1: easy. You know, if you're looking at it, like you said, you, you didn't see it as clear-cut as hitting the ground, and then you get a different replay, right? So a lot of that depends on how many replays they get fed by TSN. They get them all, though, don't they, in command center? Depends how much yeah. time goes by, right? Okay. There, there was an injury on the field, so that yeah. if there wasn't an injury, I would have challenged it. Uh-huh. But there was an injury, so they had all this extra time. Right. But to say that they still got all the angles, I, I can't say that. I'm not in there. Right.
0: Did you think about challenging for pass interference on the push-off? Yeah,
1: we, we, we talked about that with the with the guys up there about OPI, and, and they didn't think it was um, as clear-cut either. Yeah. It has to materially affect the player's opportunity at the ball. Mm. And so when I watched it today, I'm not sure I saw that either.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't either. Uh, Coach, yesterday's performance was a spectacular demonstration of how to maintain composure, confidence, and focus – in the face of adversity, kudos to the team. Have a great, great cup. Would you agree with that view? Yes, I would. I think this was this can be uh,
1: the necessary evil. Yeah, we, we 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 needed this. I believe it's um, for one. Once again, I said this before. I, I don't think we'll give the ball up like that again. Uh, we can't. Mm-hmm. And and two, I just. It gives them something to think about that we can, you just got to keep believing we can do this. And then once again, the reality is we were only down three at half. So if they take away the emotion of it and just look at a couple of the important facts, try and get rid of all the the messy garbage that that they may be thinking about in their head, we were down by three.
0: Mm. Uh, hey, Mike and Bob, Daryl here from North Battleford, Saskatchewan. Still driving home, but well worth the drive. First Bomber home game ever, fan since 1976. My stomach was a knots all game, but felt so good at the end. Thank you so much, Bombers, and good luck next weekend. Don't think we can drive to that one. Ha, ha, take care of that. And we got, for those who weren't listening last week, this Daryl from North Battleford told us he was coming in for the game. I don't know when he came. He must have come before the weather hit, but... Uh, Anyway, that's cool to hear from somebody from North Battleford, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's excellent.
0: Yeah. Um, the catches that were made by Kenny Lawler and Darvin Adams, I nearly popped a blood vessel describing those two. I mean, and Zach Kolaris on the post-game show said the one by Lawler was insane. But that's what he does with those hands of his, right? Yes, he
1: does. He's got that ability very sticky hands and the way his body control was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, if he gets his hands near a football, he should catch it. That's that's the caliber of hands he has. But to torque his body around and lay out backwards and then withstand the hit, the contact, right? I mean that that was that was sensational. Darwin's catch was good. There's a couple Bob, if I showed you the uh the end zone copy, there's a couple throws that Zach just fit in there. And um I saw them. <laughs> we saw yeah, them from the side, some, yeah. and and great job hanging on as as defenders are right there, their hands inside, yeah. ripping at the the receiver's hand or the football, and they just managed to hang on. And for crucial first down yardage, I thought our receivers uh, did. They did a fantastic job blocking to mm-hmm. that game, and the, those catches just clutch in tough, tough, tight windows. Phenomenal to see.
0: Yeah. Um, I said this today a couple of times on shows I was on. I marveled at how, and I've done this before with the cold weather. And man, Mike, it was cold yesterday. The wind chill was below zero in the fourth quarter, below zero, and yet guys are the quarterbacks are throwing the ball like it's a it's a hot summer night, and the players are catching them like I just that's really impressive, isn't it? it? It
1: is. It was chilly, and you're saying below zero Fahrenheit. You're saying
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Celsius guy, Bob. Well, with wind chill, right? Guy. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just trying to. Yeah, for no, it was. Aren't. It was.
1: It was cold. That wind was. It was a north wind. It was blowing, and I'm just thankful. I don't know if you have noticed, Bob, but I'm thankful the game was over by six because at seven o'clock out there yeah. it was really unbearable, you know. Up until five, it was really cold, and then six, it got worse, and then, boy, a little
0: bit later in the night, <laughs> it was. But you've not seen good. this before, where quarterbacks—it doesn't matter how cold it is—they can still throw the ball. I don't yeah. know they keep their hands warm. Well, they
1: have those uh, hot paws or the whatever, hot paws and yeah. muffs. They keep their hands in. Some of them are electric or battery mm-hmm. powered. So, um, but they, yeah, to grip it, it's your hands get dry when it's that cold too. So to be able to to grip the ball and and spin it like that. And a lot of times to, to get rid of it quick, they don't even use the laces. That's Yeah, yeah it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it really is seven eight oh six eight six eight back to take more of your texts and phone calls from Mike O'Shea, the coach of show on six eighty C G O B. Welcome back. A text that was one of the best games I've ever seen live. I don't think anyone was at the edge of their seats at the end of the game or anyone wasn't. Everyone in our section was standing yelling for the D at the end of the game. Just so. On that note, Mike, the crowd and I, I watched uh, most of the game again today and I could hear them as you're doing the game. You're aware of them, but not as aware when you kind of have a chance to watch it again and man were they ever into it did you how much of that can you notice when you're coaching
1: uh yeah during during some of the breaks for sure um but they they are loud and and when saskatchewan was trying to operate their offense efficiently you know they they make it tough Mm -hmm. so here's what i I like about the weather and our crowd and the 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 stands were full blue Bomber, there wasn't a lot of Rider fans in the stands, which I appreciate. I don't like when they end up getting the tickets. You know, it bugs me. <laughs> um, but not only are they the league's loudest fans, but with that weather and how much fun they they, they got to be the toughest fans too, which oh, yeah. is awesome. Yeah, we put that on the uh, on the side of the, the stadium now too. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Like that oh, that was that could not have been comfortable. No, and they were they were loud and into it, and, and they didn't give up on us. Yeah, You know, that many giveaways, they still stayed mm-hmm. locked in and and, yeah. and behind
0: us, which is important. John from Suris texts and says, I was at the game last night. Good show. Awesome call with Harris playing. He is the beast. So I guess we shouldn't go any further without talking about Andrew Harris at 136 yards rushing. 68 in each half, by the way. Somebody brought that to my attention today. 6 at 680. Um, anyway, <laughs> nice coincidence. So... It's a game-time decision, Mike. He hasn't played for seven weeks, and he goes out there. He's 34 years old. I know you don't like bring the age into it. Goes out there and does what he did. I don't know. How do you explain that? Well, I did yesterday. It's, well, I'll do it it's again. Passion. Yeah. It's passion. It, he loves
1: the game. You know, a lot of the other stuff, I don't know that, that you know, players get, can get tired of a lot of the other stuff. Um and, and rehabbing for that long is not easy, mm-hmm. but give him a chance to play and play with his teammates and play for his teammates. And it's pretty obvious. He's, he's elite, um, with his passion and his desire to compete and compete for his guys. <laughs> that's it's, there's, uh, a notch above, you know, that's how you get to that level and that standard and, accumulate the numbers he's accumulated. And, and with the seven weeks off is interesting, right? I mean, Al's not going to let a guy on the field that's going to be a risk to injure himself again. You know, it's it's you want him to finish a game if he's going to start it. And then, uh, so he's in, I guess he gets, he's not in the game shape, like the best game shape, but the adrenaline mm-hmm. brings you along. And I think being off that long, he, he's obviously hasn't taken the hits, which actually is probably helpful right you're not taking that pounding week after week after week so mm. that might actually be of benefit
0: and he's so he's maintained his skills like that vision i don't know if he ever lose your vision he's got incredible vision i think um he he's got he can get off the mark and and get up to he's not a burner but he can get up to pretty good speed real fast the skills haven't deteriorated that doesn't appear
1: no i don't think so and and as you have seen he, he still has the athleticism his body will still match the skill level and mm. it hasn't dropped off right I don't I don't think anybody well I shouldn't say that but there's not a lot of uh, 100 yard backs or 50 yard backs in the CFL right there are guys that grind it out and yep. he's getting five in a bit and he had a 21 yarder and a bunch of tens and uh, it all adds up to a pretty good number
0: and he takes people
1: on yeah, he uh, he trucked a few guys in the in once he got past that first level, he trucked yeah. a few guys and kept going. I, you know, um, once again, the receivers did a, a good, a really good job blocking the O line was physical and uh, opened the holes. And he you know he had some patience too, and some burst and some physicality. He he did it a bunch of different ways.
0: Hi, Bob. Can you ask the coach if there are any injuries of concern for next week? Yeah, I'm not speaking about injuries right now. Brian, you're on the Coach's show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Brian.
2: So I did. I have a stat here. Since 1958, the whole city that played in the Grey Cup game has gone four and six. So hopefully, we can make that four and seven, and, and hope favors you without turnovers, there, Mike. Um, so a couple of questions here for you, Mike. Um, last week you were talking about a rule where if you kick the field goal and you hit the post and it goes in as a dead ball, and then they punt it back out and hit the post again, and that's now a live ball. Can the kicking team now get a touchdown if they recover
1: it? Mm, the kicking team. I uh, you've kind of lost me. So I we miss a field goal. Yeah, if
2: you miss a field goal yep, and it gets right, punted, it gets the punted by
1: the, the receiving team, punts it, hits the back of the uprights, and the ball is live. Yes, you can you can score a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure some official somewhere might correct me, but yes, I'm saying that that would be if we jumped on it in the end zone, the the initial field goal team jumped out in the end zone. Uh, you would score a touchdown.
2: Uh, what do you think of that play? What do you think of that um, penalty or um, that call?
1: What do I think of the call on what? The I
2: mean, what do you think of that rule? Or, or is that a rule where you can't say anything about
1: it? No, no, I think it's fine. I mean, if it's a live ball in the end zone, there's I have no problem. How it became live in the end zone, is it's perfectly good.
2: Okay, and I have one more scenario here. In the Western semifinal, Remember, they had that 25-yard penalty and the kickoff at yep. the beginning of the, in the second half there. The ball was on the 50-yard line. They should have a rule where, where you actually, if the kicker can kick the ball through the uprights, you can get three points for that. You Since <laughs> you're that close, it's the incentive of... of otherwise, you're just kicking for a point, I guess, right?
1: Well, you're kicking for field position or possession, which is what Saskatchewan did against Calgary. They kicked and got possession, so... um they they took a possession away from calgary and it worked out they went down and scored four plays later uh, which is what they wanted i I don't know it would be worthwhile kicking for a point it would be the game would have to really um dictate that because it's not easy i mean you have to get the ball to stay in the end zone not be returned out and not go out the back on a kickoff to get the point so that that's not as easy as you'd think
0: Ryan, let's leave that there. The of Show with Mike O'Shea brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. We'll be back at 780-6868. And it's brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. Let's go to the phone call. Steve, you're on with Mike O'Shea.
3: Hi, two quick questions. One for you, Bob, first. Uh, I'll ask a two and then I'll hang up. Bob, best bomber quarterback you've seen with your eyeball, so let, that lets Kenny play out. I hope you say Dieter Brock. And Coach O'Shea, um, you guys are going to be favored. I know the game's in Hamilton, but you guys are going to be favored by, I don't know, three, four, five, six, whatever points. And I know the typical thing when you're favored, you don't want to talk about it. You use the underdog motivation. But why not, just curious, why not use the favorite as a motivation, and say to the fellas, "Look, if you play the way we can play, we're not going to lose. Everybody knows that." And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I don't want to sound argumentative, but I don't know that I've ever used underdog or favorite ever. Um, not to my knowledge. Yeah, it's just not. It's not the way we talk. I mean, those are those are descriptors that are. Thrown about outside of our room, we know exactly who we are, and we know exactly what we can do, and uh, we know what our standards are. So, um, we we try not to pay attention to anything like that, um, and those labels. I don't know. I think you, you know when a when a media personal, you know personality puts that on a player, they feel obliged to answer a lot of times. And there are players that like to, you know, put the chip on their shoulder to motivate themselves. That's who they are. But collectively as a team, we've never worried about who favors us and who doesn't, you
0: know. Well, the Riders were playing the underdog card without being prompted uh, in their press briefing on Saturday. So it does happen, but... uh, it's just not the way you guys approach It's things. not the way our team yeah. does it, yeah. Here's uh, one from Lance and bosa A few fumbles seemed to result after the first down was already obtained and the ball carrier was lunging further for that extra yard. Found myself yelling, just go down. Is that a considered option or something for players to consider in situations like that?
1: It's certainly something that should be considered based on the situation. But if you see Rashid Bailey score that touchdown... He got hit, he went mm-hmm. down, he had one hand on the, you know, he had a hand on the ground, he kept his knees up, he drove, another guy starts to tackle him, he keeps driving his legs and he gets the ball across the goal line. It's really hard to tell players to give themselves up after a first down. I mean, if you're being surrounded and held up and you know the only thing that can really hurt you at a certain juncture of the game is a is a takeaway to give the ball up, yeah, you, you try to go down, but... God, these skill position guys—they not only believe, but they know. They know they can score from a lot of different players, uh, places on the field.
0: Well, Drew Olitarski's fumble—he's fighting to get to the goal line, right? Well, because it was it was second down and ten, I
1: think. Yeah. From from the ten, we couldn't get a first down. Mm. We had to get it to at least the one for us to think about going for it on third and third and goal from the one. So that's he's fighting for the goal line and. Sure put us in a position to not have to kick the field goal.
0: Here's a texter who says, uh, talk about tough fans. A friend of his, longtime ticket holder, named him Earl Ross, had a fall Friday, broke his ribs, but that didn't stop him from going to the game. We might <laughs> sign him. We might sign him. What can he play? Way, way to go, Earl. Gary, you're on the Coaches Show with Michael O'Shea. Go ahead.
3: How you doing, guys? Good. Good. I got, uh, first of all, I got to... Uh, commend Bob, and uh, you know all the accolades you've had over the last while. I'm sure you're you've heard everything that there is to be said. But I was wanting to comment because back when Bud Grant got uh, inducted into the uh, into the Ring of Honor, I remember sending you an email asking if you could have Bud sign a 1962 program I had, mm-hmm. and you said, "Bring it down to CGOB. I'll see what I can do." And then two, three days later, I came by CGOB, and there it was signed. And that's just the kind of guy you are, and I really do appreciate that. You're welcome. The other thing I want to mention is I'm not sure how many people, sports fans in Winnipeg, realize how fortunate we are to have the management groups we have and the coaches we have leading these teams. You look at Mike O'Shea, coach of the year to be. Uh, Guys love coming here. Uh, The management group, the Canadian Mafia behind them, uh, Players can't wait to get in and into the, the dressing room and play with these guys. You look at the Gold Eyes with Rick Forney, and again, uh, independent league players can't wait to get the Winnipeg to play for him. And then when you look at uh, at Paul Maurice, who's been here forever as well, and we have a hard time getting free agents, but the guys who are here sign long-term contracts. So we're incredibly fortunate to have these guys running our organization.
0: Couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah, you forgot Andrew Collier from the Gold Eyes. I mean, he's obviously done a great job. We're, we're back-to-back champs, right? 16 and 17. Fantastic.
0: Okay, Gary. Yeah, thanks. Hi, Bob uh, and Coach. Congratulations to the Bombers on the amazing win. It was cold, but very worth it. The question, in the last Grey Cup, I've heard many players say it was like a home game with so many Winnipeg fans. That was in Calgary in 2019. How are you going to handle the opposite this year with Hamilton actually being the home team? Well, it certainly will present a different challenge.
1: I mean, they'll they'll make some noise. It might make it tough. Might make it tough on our offense. But I mean, listen, you go into uh, Saskatchewan on Labor Day, and it's loud. And uh, I don't think uh, Tim Horton's field will be any louder than that. Won't there's, be as loud. No, no chance.
0: Yeah. Right. So you're not concerned about them having any home field advantage of any significance.
1: Uh, I mean, I think it provides, uh, you know. It'll provide a, an emotional boost for them when they come out of the tunnel, but once the game gets going, you know, if, if the game is played well, I, I don't know that it will.
0: Hey, Mike, can you explain what happened when Mark Leggio got stopped on third down? Yeah, I I tried to explain it, and then I've
1: watched it again and again, and I've got a better explanation now. We We thought they had too many men because one of their players – that was guarding uh, Mike Jones, who was playing the widest uh, gunner position to go down and make a tackle. He was playing the widest, like a wide receiver position, yeah. but on punt team. Uh, the guy guarding him went
0: sprinting off the field.
1: So I saw that. And Jones believed, started
0: waving at leg heel.
1: Yes, we believed they had too many men, so we yeah. wanted to quick, uh, snap the ball quickly and catch them and get the free 10-yard penalty. Mike Jones was waving at the at the punter to throw him the ball. The ball gets snapped uh Quicker than legs thought, and he's looking at. Then he's then somebody else went out and covered him. <laughs> it just thank goodness it. Uh, thank goodness the defense played the way they did. Yeah, but it's it it. I completely understand it, and legs was was trying to make a, a big play, and then um, I don't think we even got it blocked. Things blocked upright either, just to punt the ball. So he, he with that split second decision he had to make. Yeah. And the right one is to pull it down. It was going to get blocked if he tried to punt it. So he, he valiant effort to try and uh, scoot for the first down. It didn't quite work out. But uh, we saw that on film. We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Hi, Bob and Mike. How impressed were you with your quarterback making a tackle after the Walatarski fumble in Saskatchewan runback?
1: Uh, yeah, unbelievable effort. Uh, there was two blockers there, and he managed to you know, evade both of them and and get uh, Eli Buka pushed out of bounds, mm-hmm. which then brings our defense on and gives him a just a chance. All they want is a chance. You can get him out of bounds, bounds at the one and put our defense on there and see yeah. if they can't get a goal line stand. But uh, he didn't give up. Rashid Bailey came from the five-yard line yeah, I was gonna across say. the field, too, and yeah. he was right there. So if Zach had missed him, uh, Rashid would have got him down before, uh, before he scored a touchdown. Phenomenal efforts by both of them, Zach especially,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and... Uh, I'll say this, their their teammates really appreciate and understand what that takes.
0: Here's an interesting one. Hi, Bob and Mike. I listened to CKRM and Regina after their take on Andrew Harris. They said he was never hurt. He was held out for salary cap issues. Then it was the referee's terrible job holding on every play by the Bombers. Then it was their O-line giving Fajardo the Bombers O-line. I don't know what he means by that. And Sask wins. That's Lloyd from Melitta. Do you think your O-line was holding, Mike, a lot?
1: Melitta? Isn't that Manitoba? Yep. What's going on <laughs> in the <Melitta>? Southwest corner. <laughs> yeah, what's going on in Melitta? Something yeah. something in the water out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's got their own take. They're welcome to it. They're fans. I'd like them to come buy a ticket and go and watch <laughs> the games.
0: <laughs> you didn't hold Andrew Harris out for any reason other than he was hurt, did you? No. We're trying to win games. If, yeah, yeah, if he's yeah. ready to go, we're trying to win games. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's uh, one from Brian. He says, "Congrats uh, on a fantastic day." Could I ask Mike to run through yesterday's coin toss and how things played out? Always interested in the strategy and a couple of things that happened didn't quite make sense to a couple of us old guys in the stands. So go through that. Yeah, they won toss.
1: the coin. They won the coin toss and deferred. Yeah. Uh, we took the ball. Uh, they. Gave us the wind and the ball to start. I believe. Which way did we go? Did we go towards their tunnel or towards our tunnel?
0: You're going towards your tunnel in the first okay. quarter.
1: So yeah, they they kicked into the wind. So they gave us the wind and the ball to start the game. Okay. So they won the toss, deferred. We took the ball. They kicked into the wind. So they had the wind in the in the long quarter, the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They came out at halftime and took the ball. I was just fully expecting them to take the wind in the fourth. And then we would have had the ball again to start that half. But they took the ball, so we kicked into the wind. Yeah. So we would have had the wind in the fourth.
0: Right. Which you did. Which we did. Yeah. Coach, I think the missed Saskatchewan field goal and big return by Grant is flying under the radar for game importance, even though your receivers kept catching clutch second downs. When did you start thinking about when your own field goals might become key?
1: Well, we didn't We didn't kick one. No. But, uh, you know, we were on top of the yardage all the time it just didn't it, it didn't uh come about which is very odd you know not kicking yeah. a field goal not even trying one yeah. but yeah they missed a field goal uh, you know our team to a man they believe we should have scored on that one
0: he was a step yeah. away wasn't
1: he, he was he was one step away yeah. uh you know a fraction longer block um by any one of a number of guys and uh he squirts through there Game of Inches, right? Yeah. Game of Inches.
0: I like to see a redemption in the world, and Nick Taylor got beat a couple of times by uh, Duke Williams, but he made the play that ended their chances. Oh, it was a great break,
1: wasn't it? Oh yeah, he yeah. he put his foot in the ground and got out got out of the bucket in a hurry and <laughs> knocked the ball down, and it was uh,
0: it was an excellent play. Let's hear from Kate on uh, the Coach's Show with Mike O'Shea. Go ahead, Kate.
2: Good evening, folks. Um, congratulations on a great season. Never mind yesterday's game. It's just been a, a wonderful time to be a Bomber fan. Uh, I'm sure you purposely kept Bob on the edge of his seat for his last call. I suspect <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, question. Um, paint a picture of what the week ahead is going to be like for you guys. You land in Hamilton, and, and then what? Weather forecast is for rain all week and nice on Sunday and one other question and I'll hang up and how comfortable are you with all these nominations for your team and for yourself with the coach is that something you look forward to Friday night or what are your thoughts yeah so <laughs> godspeed um thanks, safe Kate. travels and safe game
1: thanks, thanks. Kate. yeah um I mean the players are very deserving uh I once again, the timing is 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 strange to me. They have to do it to promote the league, obviously, but I I think the players, to a man, um, I guess myself included, we would much rather focus on uh, the task at hand, which is trying to win the Great Cup, making sure our preparation is is con- consistent and uh, top notch. So, I would rather skip all those events. Uh, <laughs> In terms of what the week holds in store, a lot of it is trying to manage and um, manage time and commitments uh, because there are a lot of them placed on the, on the players throughout the week. And it's our job to uh, try and be as efficient as possible and get them back and forth to their commitments and practice and get them back to the hotel uh, so that they can eat and sleep and prepare properly and have meetings and, and be with their teammates. So... Uh, we've got a great group that that works the schedule hard and tries to pare down as, as much inefficiency as possible to make this uh, a great experience for the players in terms of um, make it as consistent to the week we would have uh, at home, which is next to impossible. But as long as they are getting the work in that they need and feel rested, um, we can do this, and we've proven
0: that. So, the three finalists you have for the awards are your your finalists for Coach of the Year: Stanley Bryant, Adam Big Hill, Zach Colares. This won't be a distraction for them, will it?
1: Yeah, they would. No, not not at all. They would.
0: They'll just roll with it. They'll
1: eh? roll with it. They understand the necessity for the league. Obviously, they appreciate it. Uh, To a man, they would rather be with
0: their teammates watching film. It's the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea. It's brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. We'll be back at 780 Well, we're just about out of time. Uh, one of our texters here, Mike, is talking about how special this game was yesterday. December football, the first time ever in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, a, a memorable game, huge crud. The atmosphere was quite unlike any that I've ever seen. And because it was December and because it was so cold, uh, people are all bundled up. Uh, I I don't know, uh, probably years from now, you'll look back and and think about this game uh, in that sort of way, or will you? I thought it was an an incredible
1: experience. I think there's going to be players that will remember that for the rest of your life. I I Mm -hmm. do think that the atmosphere, uh, the weather, those are all things that guys really Remember, They might not remember all the plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might not even remember the final score, but they'll remember how cold it was, the snow, and uh, how awesome it was to
0: win for sure. Will you feel the need this week to remind the players that the journey's not over yet?
1: I, I will all week. Yeah. In different ways. Um yeah, it's it's just starting. It's, mm. it's only just begun. <laughs> yeah.
0: They got to come down from yesterday, right? Didn't and, uh, and they, they one, have yeah. one more mountain to climb. Yeah,
1: they yeah. have. They'll they'll be even keeled this week through practice. They'll figure it out. But yeah. the best is yet to come.
0: Do you spend this week worrying more than you do any other week of the year? Uh, just about all the distractions, yeah, right?
1: Well, it's not that I worry more. I know what this week holds in store for the players. So the the group of us are are. Are pretty vigilant at giving the players what they need to succeed. So we will always be alert for that and checking in with the players and making sure they're, once again it it just has to be as efficient as possible because you can't get away from some of the stuff that needs to get done. Mm -hmm. You just have to make it really efficient If you can foresee uh, a timing issue nip it in the bud right there if you realize that a player is sort of overlapped in his booking, make sure we got a meal for him when he sits down in the car or in the van to get from one place to another. Make sure there's yep. food for him. Right? Yep. You know, like you got to be thinking ahead and, and doing everything you can for the players so that they can prepare as best they possibly can.
0: Well, it's been an awfully long time since the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue Bomber team won back to back Great Cups. Be a pretty special Sunday if uh, it ends on a high note, won't it? Well, what
1: happened in 2020? There's a missing year there. So (laughs)
0: we just want to win one. We just want to win one. Win one. Okay, I got you. Okay. The Coach of Show with Mike O'Shea. It's been brought to you by True Flex Canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link Technology. Put two trade heavyweights in your corner. We'll have tons of coverage on CJOB from the Grey Cup this week. I believe we're going to carry the game on radio. That's still a little bit up in the air. But, Mike, good luck to you guys, and we'll do this again next Monday night one more time. Well, I wish it was more than that. Yeah, well, it's one more time. <laughs> okay. Okay, good night, everybody.